Good Sunday morning, everybody, and welcome to Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray and Peter Lance. Good morning, gentlemen. You're looking great. Good morning, Phil. <laughs> I decided to jump in first this time. <laughs> Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Phil. Good it's morning. always wonderful to be here. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a very comforting feeling to sit across the table from you, Phil. Thank you. I'm not sure why, but fortunately, there's all kinds of apparatus in front of us, so we can't see each other uh, terribly well, can we? It's the aura. It's the connection. <laughs> Phil, today we're going to talk about um, a subject called uh, retirement planning. Failure is not an option. Mm-hmm. That's the main topic. We're going to be talking about retirement planning. And we're doing that today because we are in the middle of doing some retirement planning seminars that we'll talk about in a few minutes. But I always like to begin on this particular show giving you quotations from famous Greek people. Ah. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to toss you a softball because I'm going to actually give you a name. I've been failing, and you feel sorry for me? No, I'm just going to give you the name, because you'd never guess this one anyway, because uh, you've obviously heard of Homer. Yes. And uh, Homer is not Homer Simpson. It's uh, he was The uh, author of the Iliad, yes, the Odyssey. the Iliad and the Odyssey. Good, you know that. That's terrific. Well, here's one of the important things that he said, and I think about this, Phil, when I think about you, so I thought it was a very apropos... Quotation. Is that a Greek word, by the way, apropos? I don't believe apropos is. It might be a French word. Uh, yeah, I think it's from the Latin. Could be. Well, in any event, here's the quotation from Homer. Okay. And when I read it, I thought, this applies to Phil. It says, always to be best and to be distinguished above the rest. Oh, I absolutely love that. So that's a good philosophy for Homer. Thank you, by the way. What a compliment. And I think it's a good philosophy for you because it sort of describes you. I think of you Thank you so mostly much. And likewise. as a distinguished gentleman. And likewise. Phil, my apologies. <laughs> I can just Greek poetry, Greek sayings, saying salute. Oh, my goodness. Euripides. Euripides, that's right. Socrates. I've run out of names. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll give you one more quotation, then we'll get started on our topic for today. And uh, this is a quotation from one of my favorite American philosophers, Benjamin Franklin. Mm-hmm. And this also applies to radio host Phil. And it says, a slip of the foot you may soon recover, but a slip of the tongue you may never get over. Oh, Yes. And boy, there are a lot of politicians <gasps> that applies to it. And also. sports figures Sports of figures late. who are in the news lately. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think it's uh, fairly appropriate what uh, Rutgers did to uh, fire their oh, basketball coach. That's right, of course. Entirely inappropriate behavior. Yeah. So words can definitely end a career and bring somebody down quickly. Yes, and they're hard to take back. Hmm. If we think back through the annals of political history. Right. But let's begin this morning by talking about failure is not an option when it comes to retirement planning. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about some things that we're also in the middle of discussing at the retirement planning seminars that we're doing. We're doing a series of workshops. And the first thing that I always like to ask when I sit down with people and talk about retirement planning or financial services What's the most important thing to you? What do you care about the most? Is it your family? Is it your health? Is it peace of mind, freedom from worry? 
these are all very important things. Is it concern about having enough money or having enough money in retirement perhaps? Is it very important for someone to leave a legacy for their family or to help their children or their grandchildren or to help their charity? These are all things that we often think about when we talk about doing retirement planning and we talk about doing uh, financial planning, financial services. But in all of these particular areas, uh, retirement is uh, very important. Retirement planning is important to do a long time ahead of time. And failure is just definitely not an option. You know, um, when we were a little younger and as our children were getting older, sometimes we couldn't wait for them to leave the house <laughs> and, and move out. And do you remember what a liberating experience that was, Phil? <laughs> I do, but Celeste cried. <laughs> yes, but we get over it. <laughs> we got, I got over it quickly. <laughs> so... What happens is if we don't plan for retirement, then you get to go back and live with your kids again. (laughs) And if you think about what a liberating experience it was when your children actually moved out of your house, think about what it would be like to have to move back in with them. We don't want that to happen. I thought you would actually enjoy that, a little payback. (laughs) Well... I mean, it actually works for a lot of people, and um, my own mother lived with me for um, 16 years, sure, sure. and in some situations, in many family situations, it works very well, and obviously this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but most people want to be independent and be able to take care of themselves, right. and that's why retirement planning is so very, very important. Yeah, And... Planning goals, setting financial goals, and deciding what our values are is, is is just something that everybody has to do. Most people, I suspect, don't really sit down and think about their values. You know, how many people will sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and say, what's important to me? Yeah, no. And you have to do it, and you ought to do it. Yeah. I, last time I did it, they forced me to. Mm-hmm. In school. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we won't talk about how no. many years ago that was. But what's the uh, value of doing just that? What, what what does it do? Prepare us or get well, us in the mood of thinking? Not everybody has significant assets. Most people are grateful if they can get by and pay their bills and have enough income. And that's a very important retirement goal, just having sufficient income uh, to take care of your own needs. But a lot of people would also like to know that they can leave something to their family. And that involves planning. Because if you don't plan, you could lose everything to a nursing home. Or you could lose more in taxes than you might if you, don't, if you do plan. Right. And increasingly, we're finding that people would like to help their children and would like to help their grandchildren. I think that's been around for a very long time. We're showing people more and more things that they can do to help take care of their grandchildren or provide financially for them. We also have to remember that life is very unexpected. And without going into a lot of detail, we all know people who have died too young, come down with a stroke or some other illness. It could happen to any of the three of us sitting here or anyone listening. We just don't know when life is going to turn on us and, Mm -hmm. and something will happen. And again, people experience things in their lives. It could be a fire, it could be a car accident, it could be a sudden unexpected death. And 
I suspect most people just like to put things off in general and procrastinate. But if you've done planning ahead of time, then at least you have the comfort and the peace of mind of knowing that things are going to be okay for your family if something should happen to you. Ray, that's so important. Once you get this done, there's such a great feeling of reward and peace of mind. It's just uh, indescribable. And folks, you ought to do it. Once it's done, you feel so much better. And so we tell people to protect yourself. It's later than you think. And we don't know when life's events uh, take place. So you have to have goals. You have to write it down. It doesn't help just to talk about it and think about it. You have to make a little list. Uh, Sit down with us. We have some documentation we can provide you for free to show you uh, how to set your own goals, how to set your priority, to give a description of how you'd like to be remembered. And if you think about that, then that can lead to the question, answering the question, what's important to you? And a lot of people think sort of abstractly, yes, I'd like to help my grandchildren. I wish I had more money. I wish I knew a way that I could help my grandchildren go to college or go to school or whatever it happens to be. Well, there are ways that you can do these things. There are things that you can do. One of the things that we provide in our office and we provide to anyone who's listening to this show uh, for free is we have a number of reports. And if nothing more, it can stimulate thinking. It can make you think about things that maybe you're not organized enough to think about. Um, I like to tell uh, Peter, and Peter sometimes gives me stories and articles about being a lifelong learner. Um, you have to learn something every day. It keeps your mind young and strong. And we want to help people learn about their finances, their retirement income, how to protect their assets, how to leave a legacy, how to leave more to charity or leave more to the family. Mm -hmm. And you can do it often with just rearranging the things that you have. But you must begin. You must begin somewhere to do that. Ray, what about folks who are just getting by? I mean, they're paying, but... They don't have a lot left over, but are thinking, oh, I have uh, a check waiting after my death for 150000 200000 so that my family can share that. That seems to be their only reward in the future. What happens to people who think like that? Well, if they think they're protected, they should still sit down and get a second opinion on how well organized they really are. For example, it's terrific to have life insurance. I have some life insurance on my life, and if anything happens to me, um, my wife is uh, provided for in addition to whatever else we have saved and accumulated. And if something happens to the two of us together, it goes off to my children, Mm -hmm. um, one of whom happens to be sitting next to me here, uh, Peter. (laughs) And when I talk about that sometimes to Peter, he says, oh, I don't want to hear about that. You know, I don't want to talk about that, Dad. But the fact is, you need to talk about those things. You need to let your children know uh, what you have. Sometimes people don't want to let the family know that they really have a lot of money, and so they don't discuss it with them. Mm-hmm. But I just think that there ought to be a more open discussion and expression about what you anticipate leaving for them, when they could expect to receive it, and so forth. And you'd be surprised. Sometimes it opens up a different kind of a dialogue. It opens up a discussion of, Gee, um, if, if it's possible to have something now that could help us a little sooner, that would be beneficial. We'll sometimes see people who are fairly well-off and fairly wealthy, 
and they could be doing gifts with no discomfort to themselves, and they don't. And I'll sometimes say to them, why don't you do some gifting now? You'll have the pleasure of seeing the enjoyment and the gratitude from your children or your grandchildren. Um, and those have been some of the, the best um, you know, cases and, and clients that we've seen is, is you basically saying, why don't you gift some of this money now to your children and grandchildren and let them enjoy it while you are still able to watch them enjoy it. And it, it, it truly is enjoyable for us to be able to hear the stories about, oh, so I gave this to so-and-so, and, and those are um, some of the more enjoyable moments in our office. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't be afraid of doing gifting now. If you can afford to do gifting, why not? There are a lot of people who have financial needs who are just getting by, and many of the people listening to the show are probably in that category. There are other people who have IRA accounts, and they don't really need to touch the money at all. And I'll get complaints from them saying, I wish I didn't have to take out my minimum distribution because I have to pay taxes on it. So that's the other end of the spectrum, but they just, right. they just don't need the money. Mm-hmm. And I'll say to them, why don't you do something to multiply the value of that money if you don't need it to live on? We can show you how to take the money, pay the taxes, and put it into life insurance perhaps, and then end up leaving an even larger benefit, whether it's children, grandchildren, charity, whatever it happens to be. Well, let me go back just a minute. I mean, not only do we have free reports and other things that were, you know, budget forms and all kinds of reports and everything from Social Security maximization to, uh, you know, IRA planning and everything in between. Um, I mean, our time, we don't charge for our time even just to sit down with us, uh, which a lot of people do, uh, whether it's on the phone or in person. Uh, it, it's it's a little bit. I sound a little bit like a bro- broken record, but the biggest thing that you can do is something. You know, you just start something. Uh, begin uh, by making a, a list of goals. What's most important to you, as my father said, most people that's going to be their family, especially uh, their children and grandchildren and spouse. Um, and think about what is most important to them, uh, because they're the most important thing uh, to you. And just start writing some goals and begin with some small goals, some short-term goals that you can accomplish. Such as what, Peter? Uh, Setting aside $5 a week. We talked about this before. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Uh, Anything as small as that because you can't set long-term goals only because you may never achieve them if that's all you do. You have to set short, medium, and long-term goals so that way when you achieve your short-term goals, you say, hey, I can do this, now I can go on to the medium-term and so on. And For listeners, if they want to start this list, uh, give us just a, a little bit of a head start here, an example or two. Okay, we're going to put away $5, so that's a very good and achievable goal, right? right. Yes. Well, give us another example or two so we can start this list going. Create okay. work on your budget. Sure. Um, automatically everybody who comes into our office gets a budget form and uh, we tell people to do it in pencil so that when you want to erase something you can erase it and then get it to us and then we'll type it we'll put it into our computer and give it back to you in a more polished professional format and now when you see your budget for the first time and probably less than five percent of the people listening to this show have ever even done a real budget but if you do a budget now you can see in black and white Where's my money going? What's my income sources? And 
oh dear, what's the difference? You know, how am I going to have more money, or what should I do to cut down expenses? And we and the budget form that we have is front and back, and it may everything that's on that list may or may not pertain to everybody, but. There's a lot of things that are on there that people say, oh, gosh, I didn't even think about that. Sure. Uh, I forgot. How much do I spend a month on newspapers? That's Absolutely. not something I normally would think about. You or bet. Charity. How much do I give at church every yeah. week? Oh, gosh, I didn't think about that. And we talked to Phil a few months back about uh, this particular software that allows you to track your expenses and your income and so forth. Yeah. And Quicken, yeah. Quicken program is very, very useful, very inexpensive. So I always tell people... I have certain always laws in my own life, and I recommend them to other people as well. Always plan, always set goals, and always learn. Hmm. And as Peter said, most importantly, make a start, do something. We're happy to provide a number of free documents and free reports for anybody who is interested and cares to call us. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, uh, for example, if you have an interest in annuities, uh, one of the companies that we work with has a program called a roadmap to understanding immediate annuities and deferred annuities. Immediate annuities are you give the company a sum of money and they give you back income for a certain term or for the rest of your life. And so it's a check you can count on. A deferred annuity is like a savings account, except that it's tax deferred. You don't pay any income taxes on the earnings until you pull it out. And we're here every week, you know, telling you these things, you know, not because we're trying to preach we're really trying to help and educate and uh you know that's one of the fun things that we get to do is we get to see some people and inspire some people to to do this or to do that and make positive i mean that's what life is about is growing learning making positive changes in your life most people don't regress backwards and uh you know change the way that they are negatively it's usually for the better and you learn from your mistakes and you right it, it should be a goal to, to do lifelong learning and lifelong you know, changing yourself for the better. Peter, let me jump in and just explain how people can learn in one location at one time a good deal of information, including some of the things that we're discussing this morning, and that is by attending one of our free retirement planning workshops. We're actually, uh, we'll have done the first one by the time uh, we're broadcasting this morning mm-hmm. on Sunday. Right. But... Next week, for example, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we're doing seminars. Uh, Tuesday is going to be at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. Wednesday is going to be at the Masonic Lodge Building in Marion on 13 Spring Street. And then on Thursday, we'll be doing a seminar on retirement planning at the Mattapoisa Congregational Church. Uh, These happen to be all evening seminars. We've said uh, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, but we don't expect to go that long. Mm Mm-hmm. So take a little time away from your favorite television show or record your favorite show and get out and learn something about retirement planning. We're going to be talking about setting goals, retirement income planning, how to maximize Social Security benefits, IRAs and 401k uh, planning, how to do rollovers, life insurance planning, annuity planning, uh, tax strategies for reducing capital gains taxes how to protect your assets, how to protect your residence, business succession planning if you happen to be in a business and you have your own business. What are you doing to set up a plan so that somebody can take over your business or so that you have an exit strategy to sell your business perhaps? Sure, sure. And we're also going to say a few words about how to retire early. 
mm-hmm. or maybe how to never retire. So if you have interest in attending one of these seminars, just uh, look for the flyers. Uh, they, they were in the paper last week. Um, call our office, 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to register you for one I of our just free workshops. thinking, Ray and uh, Peter, this would be great for younger people as well. You know, because all of this really is about planning. And I could see a 25, 30, 35, 40-year-old attending and getting so much. Well, it's it's never too late, but it's certainly never too early. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In general, if you're 25 years of age or older, you should be planning. You should be putting aside money every single week. Pay yourself first, whether it's $5 or $25 or $50 a week. Start it regularly. Mm-hmm. Everyone that we've seen with significant assets and has who has saved enough for retirement began early, and they just did it and regular, regular, regular. And they be- it becomes habit. It really does. It it becomes something where oh gosh, I have to do this every week now. A and good then, habit. Exactly, a very good habit. Mm-hmm. And one important thing to mention uh, with regards to the seminars or calling for uh, any of the uh, tools or publications that we have that we can mail to you. We will never contact you. I've mentioned this before, and some people have called us and were very pleasantly surprised that we don't contact people unless they want to be contacted. Mm-hmm. So if you call for something, uh, if you give us your address and want something mailed to you or come to a seminar, we're not going to call you. Uh, we have no interest in doing that. There is no catch to this, folks. Yep. No. And this is part of the pleasure of being here every Sunday morning with you, Ray, and Pete. Let me tell you, what you sharing this information to help people, I, I believe, is one of the missions that we have in life. And this is why I absolutely love being here, and folks, why I absolutely endorse with all of my being USA Wealth Group and what they do. Our goal is simply to help people, and we like to take the position that there's always something we can do to help you improve your position. And we'll start by simply sending you free reports if you want to, or we'll be happy to sit down and talk with you. There's always something you can do. So come to one of our seminars, call our office at 508-998-8858, and we'd be happy to register you for one of our seminars in Marion, Mattapoisett, or Fairhaven. Another time we'll go in the opposite side of the city. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break, but uh, please keep in mind, folks, that the goal here is to help you, to help you protect your family, to help you protect your money that you worked very, very hard for. And for any kind of the free reports that Ray and Peter have been mentioning, do call 508-998-8858. Let me just repeat before we go into the break uh, the uh, times and locations of the uh, free retirement planning workshops. Folks, free. This is educational, informational, and excellent. This coming Tuesday, April the 9th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Hampton Inn, in Fairhaven. It's on Hampton Way in Fairhaven. 
And then on Wednesday, April 10th, 6 to 8 p.m., at the Masonic Lodge, 13 Spring Street in Marion. And then Thursday, April 11th, 6 to 8 p.m., at the Mattapoisa Congregational Church at 27 Church Street in Mattapoisa. Free Retirement Planning Workshop by Ray Lance. We're going to uh, just take a momentary break and then return with more with The Money Guys on Money Wise. Welcome back this Sunday morning to Money Wise with the Money Guys of USA Wealth Group, Ray and Peter Lance. Great first uh, portion of this program. Very informational, Ray. Well, thank you, Phil. We're going to get a little bit more specific, but I have to tell the people who are listening to the show that it's it's really difficult some days sitting across the table from you, Phil. I'm looking at this marvelous tie, folks. It has a dark navy blue or black background, and it's covered with all manner of Colorful frogs. They look like poison dart frogs. <laughs> Climbing tray frogs, and there's striped frogs, and spotted frogs, and I'm not sure what all that means, but it's it's entertaining, Phil. What would Homer say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to give you one more quote. This is a more serious quote from my good friend uh, Ben Franklin. Mm-hmm. He's and uh, because he was one, I think he was probably the first newspaper publisher in this country, actually. He was amazing. He was an incredible man. Incredible is right, all that he did. But he, he wrote, Be civil to all, sociable to many, familiar with few, friend to one, wow. and enemy to none. Oh, isn't that absolutely excellent. He was great for giving advice uh, in his uh, newspapers. and uh, But I like that. I like, I like, I like that ben, too. Friends, ben Franklin's mm-hmm. quotations. So let's jump back into our topic, which is the subject of uh, be prepared for retirement, start Mm -hmm. young, Mm -hmm. and remember that failure is not an option because otherwise the state will end up taking care of you and you won't be happy with those choices. So we like to show people that there's always something you can do to plan and um, 
We're going to get a little bit more specific on some of these things. I do want to remind everyone listening that we have a number of free reports we're happy to give. And if you have a particular topic that you're interested in that relates to retirement or financial services or anything to do with investments and money that we can provide information on, we'd be happy to give you a a free report. We have access to some very interesting software that can print off information about uh, tax planning, for example. And um, one of the reports we can provide is uh, with a company that we use called NGL, National Guardian Life, and it's on uh, funeral planning, funeral and burial options. And it's better that you think about it ahead of time than to leave it strictly to your family to plan. It is. It's it's more comforting uh, for them, and uh, it's you know not necessarily the nicest thing to take care of. But once it's done, you can breathe a sigh of relief and know that it's. Uh, that it's done, you don't have to think about it again. Um, there's also, you know, a lot of people don't understand that today's life insurance, and believe me, before I got involved in the business, well, I guess over a decade ago now, um, life insurance, I didn't want to think about it, didn't want to talk about it, and you really realize what an important tool it is and what an actual uh, great investment it is. Uh, it can actually earn more for you than a lot of other investment opportunities, but it's not your father's life insurance. Um, everything's changed, and one of the one of the things that I say to people a lot is, "You have insurance in your car, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's just a car. Don't you right. think that your life is more important than a car?" What a great thought! Uh, I never thought of it in that context. Wow! And life insurance is not for you; it's for the people that you leave behind. Sure. And we're not here just to push life insurance, but to talk about it. It's, it's an important piece of what we do. And um, we've had some great success stories. I think I might have mentioned once before, but I'm not sure, so I'll tell it quickly again. We had a gentleman who passed away um, on the vineyard, and we had done a fairly good-sized term life insurance policy for him. And when he passed away, unexpectedly, I would add, he was much younger than you and I are, Phil, oh when, he, when he died. That's so sad. Um, his wife discovered that the other assets that she thought were going to be valuable weren't because there were a number of real estate assets that were all mortgaged. There was no equity in them. Oh, my goodness. And pretty much the only significant asset that was left behind was a very good-sized term life insurance policy we had done for him. And she was very grateful that he had done that and we had helped him to do it. And, and without that? Without that, she would have been penniless. Oh, my goodness so take the time to plan if you have young children you need life insurance if you have children who are getting closer to college age you need life insurance if something happens to one of the two breadwinners in a family Mm -hmm. and how is this child going to go to college potentially if you're older and you're concerned about taking care of a spouse whether you're male or female so that maybe that spouse can retire and not have to work Mm -hmm. life insurance can fit the bill Ray and Peter, how do you answer the question if a listener came up and said, you know, gentlemen, I'm cash poor but asset rich? Well, we want to take a look at the assets if that happens and say, how can we reposition the assets so that we can create more income for you or so that we can create a different kind of a life insurance death benefit? How can we leverage your assets to make something more from it than what you have. If it's real estate that you have, how can we pull some of the equity out of the real estate, Uh, whether it's a mortgage or possibly even a reverse mortgage and pull some money out? 
and use that potentially to buy some life insurance. And, and Phil, we actually get that uh, comment and that question a lot more uh, than you would think. A lot of people do have, you know, assets, but they don't have cash. And so they're living, you know, pension check to pension check or mm-hmm. social security check to, sure. uh, to social security check. Um, so that's quite common. And, you know, we do recommend, uh, you know, making some changes so they do not have to live check to check and live below their means. Um, the other thing that uh, we recommend for people, especially those who are retired, and it's, it's, we see this all the time, is don't have any of your money in anything that can lose value unless you have enough of it that you can keep a little bit aside to play with if people really enjoy playing with the stock market. Interesting. Um, you know, have mm-hmm. fun with a little bit of it if you, can, if you have enough other assets to live on th- throughout the rest of your retirement. But certainly um, we want to make sure that everything will retain its value. One piece of advice we always give people is as you're retired or getting very close to retirement, you want to really watch what you're invested in. And we are not investment advisors. We are financial advisors. And so we don't give investment advice like stocks and bonds and mutual funds, for example. That's not what we do. But we do suggest that people get more conservative. The number one goal when you get to be closer to retirement age is to protect what you have put aside. Don't lose it. Sure. I have a meeting next week, Phil, with a gentleman I've done a number of um, things with already. We've done a number of deferred annuities, for example. And um, he felt, and I agreed with him, that he would like to have a little bit more life insurance to take care of his wife, who has never worked, by the way. He's been the sole um, wage earner in the family. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talked about an amount of $100,000 that would fill sort of the gap for him. And we got quotations on permanent insurance, whole life insurance, and then he felt that was a little bit too costly. He's 60 years old, and so what we're going to recommend for him instead is to do a $100,000 term life insurance policy. And I'm talking from memory, I think that it's around $1,600 or $1,700 a year he's gonna be paying for $100,000 of life insurance. And he'll have that for a 20-year term, and it'll take him out to about age 80. And mm-hmm. and beyond that, the, he won't have the insurance. But right. it's a good gap in the middle in case something happens to him during this Certainly interim period. Certainly is. So there's always something you can do. There's always something you can uh, do to protect yourself. There's always something you can create to generate more income. If you're retired, uh, you can work part-time. Uh, obviously, we want you to have a budget. We want to then project your income from all the various income sources, including Social Security. You can take an asset that you asked about a minute ago, and you can put some of that into an immediate annuity, which will pay out a regular monthly check for the rest of somebody's life. Um, you might even over-leverage that a little bit and put part of that money into a life insurance policy, so you do both at the same time. You can set up retirement annuities with cash and build up retirement income options. Mm-hmm. Let me explain that just a little bit because that might be confusing. If you put money aside in a deferred annuity, let's say it's a lump sum, and just for argument purposes, I'm going to say it's $100,000. It's an easy number to work with. Mm -hmm. If you put that money aside into a deferred annuity, it will build up cash value. It can also today, if you have a rider attached onto it, it will build up an income benefit so that when you reach, let's say, 10 years out, you can now start to take an income from that, which it will be a guaranteed amount for the rest of your life. 
Wonderful. It's called an income rider or yeah. an income roll-up. Mm-hmm. And often they will have attached with it a death benefit rider. So if the annuity is increasing in value, so is a death benefit being uh, increased in value. And in the event of that person's death, the beneficiary will receive the larger of the death benefit or the accumulated cash value, whichever is greater. These are simple riders we can attach on to deferred annuities. That's great. So it's a way of protecting the family. And Social Security is a very important key. We're going to be doing, as we keep mentioning in a few weeks, we're going to be doing some specialized seminars strictly talking about the subject of Social Security. The decisions as to how and when to take Social Security are critical. You have to go through an analysis on software. We can do that for you, or you can do it online if you know how to do it, socialsecurity.gov. Um, but you need to look at the number of different choices that you have mm-hmm. before you make the decision to simply start collecting. Why is it so critical? Well, if you start to collect at age 62, which many people can do right now, you're going to be uh, collecting an amount that's about 75% of what you could collect if you waited until age 66. Okay. But that's a permanent choice in most cases. There is a one-year period when you can reverse that decision. And so if you wait until age 66, that's called FRA, full retirement age. At that point, you'll get the normal full retirement amount. If you do it at 66, excuse me, at 62, you'll only get 75% Mm -hmm. of the full retirement age amount. But that amount will continue for the rest of your life at that level. Right. So if you can afford to wait until age 66, you're going to have a larger amount. Or you could continue to wait until age 70, and you'll make 32% more. Well, that's one-third more you'll wait if you wait until age 70. a lot of money. Some people can't afford to do that. Some people have to start collecting at age 62 or 66. But at least examine the choices and make sure, if you're married, that both husbands and wife choices are matching in with each other. What do you mean? Well, if you had, for example, and this is not a sexist remark, it's, it's just a common situation. Let's say the husband had been earning more than the wife. His Social Security would be greater. Let's say they're both age 66. At age 66, if he starts to collect at his full retirement amount and his wife has a very small amount, if she started to collect on her own account at age 66, she could instead take a spousal benefit and get half of the amount of her husband's Social Security. So let's say he was getting $1,800 a month and on her own account she would only get $500 a month. Well, she could collect half of his or $900. So she gets a spousal benefit and she can let her account continue to accumulate until she reaches age 70 and then she starts to collect on her own account which might be greater at that point. Very interesting. It's Mm -hmm. a case, there's no general rules for this. There are no general rules. It's a case by case analysis and you have to go through and look at the software choices that you have. So um, leaving a legacy is very important for many people. We have clients now who are putting money aside into life insurance policies for very young children. So those policies can accumulate cash value and that money can be borrowed out and be used for the child's education when they go to college. Well, it goes back to what I said before. Life insurance is not your father's life insurance. Mm-hmm. There's, it's, it's vastly different than it was you know, even five or 10 years ago. 
uh, what we're talking about now or what my father was just talking about uh, is something that we've been doing a lot more of, which is uh, in, instead of just giving uh, a little bit to your grandchildren right. uh, by funding a life insurance policy, you can actually give them something that can pay for uh, most or all of their college education uh, when they reach that age, depending on what you put into it and, and the age of um, the grandchildren now, uh, as well as paying for uh, a portion of their retirement when they go to reach retirement age. This is a double win-win. Just give us an example about how much money are we talking about if Papu here <laughs> wants to purchase a life insurance policy for all of my grandchildren. About how much? You could do it with as little as $1,000 per year. That's all? Per child. We've actually done that for one uh, particular client who has two grandchildren. We've set aside $1,000 a year. Uh, for this, for the grandchildren, I think one was age five and one was age seven, and it's only being paid in for approximately a ten-year period. This is being set up as a retirement benefit for the grandchildren, and that money will only be paid in for ten years. So the grandparent is only paying in ten thousand dollars total for each of the grandchildren, right? And then he stops making the payments. Okay. And that money continues to accumulate. And on a guaranteed build-up basis, when those children reach age 65, they're going to be able to pull out thirty-five dollars to $50,000, a little age difference there, for the rest of their lives as income, as retirement income, tax-free. Oh, my goodness. Because it won't be income. It'll be a loan from the company. And in the meantime, when they reach college age, they can actually take out um, a loan which uh, it's it's tax-free when you take out a loan from a life insurance policy uh, to help fund some or all of their college, depending on how much gets put into it. And, it and they can either pay that back or not. And that money, by the way, doesn't get picked up on a financial aid form, which would uh, help them for getting other kinds of college aid. We're going to do an entire show at some point, probably in the next 30 days or so, on college funding. That what sounds are great. All the things you can do to set aside yeah. money to help a child pay for college. Yep. Yeah. Or a grandchild. Oh, you piqued our interest. But the most important point to make on all of that, uh, Pete, mm-hmm. is that don't just write a check for $1,000 and give it to your grandchild and right. put it in their bank. It doesn't earn much money today, number one. And number two, they could take the money out when they Spend reach it. age 18. And number three, it counts against them on their financial aid form. Mm-hmm. Instead, put it into something like an insurance policy and you can really benefit them. Or instead of just putting cash in their hands every week, that's kind of like an allowance. We say that often for uh, older parents who are interested in making gifts to their children. And sometimes we'll see people with more assets, and they'll say, yes, once in a while we'll write a check for our children. We'll do it at Christmas time. And I'll say, well, that's wonderful to do, but then the money is gone. Do they have retirement accounts, your children? And if they don't, why don't you put the money aside in retirement accounts? Yep. And speaking of that, real quick, uh, Phil, um, as we approach April 15th, if you haven't filed your income tax return yet, and many people haven't, you can still put aside money into an IRA account for 2012 and reduce your taxable income for 2012. So if you had a little bit of extra money right now and put it aside into an IRA account for 2012 before April 15th, and you can't have filed your income tax yet, then you can reduce your income, which may trigger a larger refund. 
So wow. you put some money in and you may get more money back. Mm-hmm. It's just a great tax strategy. Great sense. Uh, are you going to talk about any of these uh, issues that we brought up uh, during your excellent and free retirement planning workshops? Yes. Uh, during the um, uh, workshops that we're doing next week on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Actually, this week. Uh, this week, yes. Yeah. This, yep. this, Starting this Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about maximizing social security how to do ira and 401k rollovers to uh, increase your benefits life insurance annuity planning tax strategies how to protect your assets and mostly how to think about retirement a little differently than maybe you have been not only should people who are retired attend this but people who haven't yet retired and even children or the younger generation should go if you want to learn something about how to really set something up for your own retirement and uh, for, do, you, do we need reservations if we called uh, Ideally, 508? yes. We would like to have people make a reservation mm-hmm. by calling 508-998-8858. That way we can get a count. And once in a while, we'll rearrange a time depending upon how many people are coming. So don't just show up at the door. Please call and let us know if you would like to come. And the locations and time once again. On Tuesday, we will, Tuesday, April 9th, we'll be at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven, which is right off of... Um, 240, uh, and, yeah, uh, or uh, Route 6. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's Alden Road, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes That's right. Sometimes with Road. We're on Skunnikinek Road, aren't yes, we? Yes, we are, yeah. Uh, Wednesday, April 10th, we'll be at the Masonic Lodge building at 13 Spring Street in Marion. That's the same road that Tabor Academy is on. Oh, okay, yeah. And on Thursday, April 11th, we'll be at the Mattapoisett Congregational Church, which is on Church Street. <laughs> and all the times are the same, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. And it's free, ladies and gentlemen, free. Yes, but do, do call, if you would, please, 508-998-8858. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we have offered for a while to people as well is the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. It's a uh, six-page laminated handout which gives a lot of useful information about Social Security and when you might think about collecting and how it works and so forth. If somebody is interested, call our office. We'll be happy to provide that for you. Uh, We also have other kinds of handouts that I've mentioned that we are happy to give. Uh, uh, key financial data for 2013, which talks about tax rates and standard deductions. This is great stuff to read if you can't go to sleep at night. <laughs> you, know, you bring this to bed with you and you read it. Wow. And, and that's that's you know sort of the most common uh, things that we have that we can send to people. But we literally have a, a database of probably thousands of topics that we can send somebody. Uh, if, if it's something that you're interested in learning about, uh, whether it pertains to you or not, we can guaranteed find something in our database, an article, uh, a frequently asked question guide, a form, um, something that will help you out with whatever it is that you're dealing with, and we'll be happy to send that to you. Let me ask you some silly rhetorical questions, which are really aimed at everybody who's listening to this show as well. If you could create more retirement income yes. for yourself, mm-hmm. would you do so? Oh, absolutely. If you could protect your assets by doing some fairly basic planning and shelter your house and protect your house, would you do so? Yes. If you could find a way to leave a larger sum of money to benefit your children and your grandchildren, would you do so? That's been on my mind. 
Absolutely. These are some of the things that we can show people how to do, and this is what we do every day of the week. So there's always something you can do, and there's some things that a lot of people just don't know about. And it's not mm -hmm. just simply going down and purchasing a mm -hmm. life insurance policy, which costs money. Maybe there's a different way you can structure assets to right. buy that life insurance more cheaply. Or sometimes somebody will say, you know what, I really need to have $200,000 of insurance, but I can't afford 200000 of whole life insurance. Maybe we'll do 100000 term and 100000 whole life or universal life. So there's always a way to structure something. There's always a way to multiply what you have. You know, when we were young, we learned the important lesson, go forth and multiply. Some of us did that more than others, probably. <laughs> Well, I only have two children. Depends on interpretation. I guess it does. <laughs> but, you know, if you, uh, I, I, I sort of think that it's, it's a person's obligation and duty that if you can do something that's going to create a, a larger benefit for your family or your church or your charity, why wouldn't you do so? Why, wouldn't, right. you, why wouldn't you create a plan that yeah, would help right. you do that? We ask people to do that for their community. Yes. Why not for ourselves, for our families? Without injury to yourself or your family, you can improve the benefit that you leave to your family. So that's what we're all about. That's what our goal is. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, Phil, that as we're looking at these uh, beautiful days around us now, and hopefully it'll be a lot warmer this week, yes. they're telling us, yeah. um, this is the time to get out, enjoy spring, um, if you choose to come to one of the seminars, we're going to give you a little springtime gift as well to oh, nice. make your evening more memorable. So please call the office, 508-998-8858. Ask for Peter. Ask for me. Uh, talk to one of our ABLE assistants, and we'll make a reservation for you at the seminar or send you one of our free reports. And we, we hope to see you yeah, soon. We certainly do. We hope to see you at the free seminars. Let me repeat quickly. This Tuesday, April 9th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. This coming Wednesday, April 10th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Masonic Lodge, 13 Spring Street in Marion. And this Thursday, April 11th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mattapoisett Congregational Church on Church Street in Mattapoisett. Remember, folks, it's free. It's all about helping you protect your assets. And next week, we hope to have a very special surprise guest, so we won't mention oh. his name just yet, but tune in again next week. Is that a Greek we'll... philosopher? <laughs> you know, that's not a bad thought. He's definitely a philosopher. <laughs> well, we'll all be waiting to see who and to hear who. Until then, though, what a delight and pleasure. Thank you so much for what you do every Sunday morning, gentlemen. Thank you, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Enjoy your Sunday. You Thanks bet. for listening. <laughs>